Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Virginia Supreme Court sides with teacher on refusing pronoun policy. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, I think, Matt, you just kind of almost want to pull your hair out. Now you go, I can't believe we're dealing with this issue of pronouns. I mean, when you and I went to school, it was very clear what pronouns were. He, she, according to your gender. Now you're having to go to court to fight for your job here, in this case, a teacher who would not lie and call a female student by a male pronoun. Yeah, I mean, everyone it's learned absurd. those pronouns in grammar. <laughs> he, she, it, you know, those different pronouns or, you know, plural pronouns. Right. Now you're having to use false pronouns, and that's what this case is about from the West Point mm -hmm. School Board. In this case, he's a French teacher, so if you've ever taken a language <laughs> in school... The, the pronouns are very clear in a language, like and French. Unlike a lot of what we see in English, um, like, for example, in other languages, Indo-European languages or Semitic languages and others, they, they not only have personal pronouns, but they have uh, male and female nouns and adjectives. Yeah, like in Spanish, okay? So bonita is uh, with the ends with an A, which is a female, pretty. Bonito would be a male. Yeah, and then you have to have your pronouns match that or your prepositions, right. you know. El you have, or la. Yeah, you yeah. have all those, your direct uh, objects. Uh, yeah, all of that, it's it's very much gender-based. Yeah, there's no, there's no <laughs> justifying. How do you, how do you teach just... <laughs> a language and get away from the gender of those languages? You can't. You right. have to just, like, slaughter them. I mean, you you have, in, in Greek, for example, it's very... Um, gender-based uh, with the endings and some of the different things that you add to uh, either prepositions or to uh, nouns or adjectives. Um, it's very much gender-based. And Latin as it. well, right? Well, yeah, Which is most of where these languages are based from, Latin. Yeah, many of those are based uh, out of, you know, the inter-European Spanish, or French, or Italian, yeah. So here, the Virginia Supreme Court uh, issued a good ruling in December to reinstate a law, a lawsuit, I should say, that alleges a high school teacher's free speech and free exercise of religion rights were violated when he was fired for declining to refer to one of his female students by male pronouns. The ruling has now reversed a lower circuit court's decision to dismiss the case before evidence was even heard, and it mandates that the case move forward, sending it back to trial in the circuit court. So this case goes back to 2018. The West Point School Board fired uh, teacher Peter Vlaming, who is a French teacher, as Holly, you said, he teaches French, after he could not in good conscience with his religious beliefs comply with the school district's demand that he refer to a gender-confused female student with masculine pronouns. But more importantly, Matt, he's a Christian, and his faith does not, you know, does not... Um, promote lying and so he's not going to lie and i just 
say, praise God for this judge in a common sense ruling, you know, because they fired this teacher because yeah, they, they wanted him to lie. Yeah, Vlamin attempted to avoid the issue by avoiding to have to use pronouns altogether. And you can do that by referring to their last name or their first name or something like that without using he, she, or it. Or whatever, you know, it's not just he, she, or it anymore. It's like all kinds of pronouns. Yeah, a whole list. A whole bunch of made-up pronouns that don't exist. So he wanted to avoid even the issue of pronouns altogether and accommodate the student by using the student's a new preferred masculine name. So he's even re- able to say, you know what, if, if, you, if you're Jane and now you want to be called Jim, I'll call you Jim. Whatever your, your new preferred name is. You can have it a masculine name or feminine name, but I can't refer to you as a he because you're not a he. How the school officials directed him to stop avoiding the use of pronouns. They forced him to use the pronouns and to refer to the student using the pronouns uh, that she wanted and to refrain from using pronouns inconsistent with her um, desire. So the school board ultimately terminated him when he accidentally used a feminine pronoun when referring to the student class. So is it okay, according to the school board, for all the teachers to stand up there and lie to their students about other subjects as well? It's ridiculous. This is a school. Because it is a flat-out children <laughs> The truth. <laughs> according to the Virginia uh, Supreme Court's ruling, Fleming cannot in good conscience use pronouns that express an objectively untrue ideological message. Vlaming stated in his lawsuit that his religion prohibits him from intentionally lying and that he sincerely believes that referring to a female as a male by using an objectively male pronoun is telling a lie. We've, this has really gotten out of hand. I mean, much less we're dealing with a subject, but then you've got schools that are firing their teachers because they won't lie, and then they're trying to hide it from the parents if the child decides he wants to go by a different pronoun or a name, you know? Well, in writing the majority opinion, Judge uh, Justice uh, D. Arthur Kelsey, who, by the way, is a great uh, judge. Um, when I was dean of the law school at Liberty University, uh, he we invited a wide variety of judges of different kinds of perspectives to come to the law school to act as judges for our moot court competition. And we created, I created a nine-member bench. It's the only one in the entire United States that is an exact replica of the nine-member bench at the U.S. Supreme Court. Hmm. So these students, including first-year students at the end of their, their time of moot court in their first year, uh, their final competition would be before a panel of real nine judges, active sitting judges, state and federal, and we had some of the judges of the highest caliber. Judge, now Justice uh, Arthur Kelsley uh, was one of those, and he is a brilliant jurist, by the way, very uh, consistent with original understanding of the document. He's very, um, very well read. Anyway, he's the one who authored the majority opinion And he stated uh, that the review of the case, quote, seeks to protect uh, diversity. Their review of the case as it relates to the Supreme Court seeks to protect diversity of thought, diversity of speech, diversity of religion, and diversity of opinion. He noted that the nation is a constitutional republic and cannot be true to itself if it doesn't allow people participating in the public marketplace of ideas to use their conscience. He goes on to say, absent a truly compelling reason for doing so, no government committed 
to these principles can lawfully coerce its citizens into pledging verbal allegiance to ideological views that violate their sincerely held religious beliefs. Uh, that's from the majority opinion. Great decision. As the case moves forward, Vlaming uh, will ultimately go to trial. And uh, with this kind of a ruling, I think it is a good ruling that will help give uh, wind in the sails, if you will, to ultimately succeeding. Because this case will actually go back to the uh, Virginia Supreme mm -hmm. Court if it's not resolved in the lower courts below. Yeah, and I really, uh, you know, I not only commend this judge, this justice, but this teacher for standing for his religious freedom. And we're seeing, you know, the last couple of years, we're seeing religious freedom just be attacked in so many different ways, whether you want to are cake, bake, cake baker or a website designer, or you ask for accommodations to have Sundays off, you know, and now you're a teacher who refuses uh, to lie and give in to this LGBT agenda. You know, it takes courageous people like this to stand up to make a difference. Well, a staggering 1,046 U.S. school districts across the nation have adopted policies to support a child's preferred pronouns, and some school districts have enacted secrecy policies to hide any child's gender confusion from the parents. You know, and this is tragic, Matt. This is, uh, this is hurting children, and it's putting a great wedge between these children and their parents. We're doing a great disservice to the children and the parents for these schools to be able to, to allow these schools to do this. Yeah, I mean, and we're talking with this 1,046 school districts. We're talking about a lot of schools within those And districts. that's just at least that many. There's probably more There's probably we don't know more. about. That's based on our research. But to, to create the wedge of secrecy between a child and the parent, and now we wonder why these children are going off on these crazy things, well, here's where it's starting. Well, that's exactly right. Well, I would encourage you to go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash help kids. That's forward slash help kids. At that website, uh, we have a list of not only these particular cases, but also many other issues related to these kinds of LGBTQ agendas, bills, policies, lawsuits, and other actions that are taking place around the country. So lc.org forward slash help kids. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.